Welcome, everyone, to episode 150 of the App EVs podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rogers, and this episode will focus on the Aptera news for the period between February 11th and February 24th, 2024, which will be about an important visit to Aptera by a congressman and a cool overview of the vehicle by the Aging Wheels YouTube channel. Hello, everyone. I hope that you all had a great two weeks. Before I jump into today's topics, I wanted to speak briefly about some current headlines in the electric vehicle industry in the United States, which impacts ultimately and will impact Aptera. And I imagine folks who follow the electric vehicle industry like I do, you maybe have some thoughts as well. I'd, I'd be curious to hear about those. So please send me an email at aptevspodcast at gmail.com if you have thoughts about this. But Basically, the last six months to a year in the United States have been characterized by a number of negative headlines and news stories, including scalebacks of investments by automakers, job cuts at some prominent companies like Rivian that seem to have a very compelling offering, a, a model on the, on the road and seem to be doing well, but they're not necessarily, it's not translating into sales their the overall electric vehicle their stocks are have not been performing well for the most part and now there's there's also some serious quality issues from ev startup fisker with their new ocean suv and while these headlines they're not good there's no way to sugarcoat that i think it's important to recognize basically i think it's important first to put them in context specifically the us ev market it's just one segment within the global electric vehicle market, and not all countries and regions are created equal. And so even though things may appear to be slowing down, they may not appear to be going particularly well in the United States, that doesn't mean that globally we're not seeing a continued progress and electric vehicle adoption that eventually, at, at some point, time will tell here in the US. And while American drivers they certainly have an outsized impact when you talk about from an emissions standpoint in terms of miles driven. And, and so it's important to, you know, the fact that ICE vehicles are, are not being replaced by electric vehicles in the United States at the rate that many hoped, and you can see trends, it, it's sort of uneven in terms of the trends. It, it, that re represents a, a missed opportunity, but I want to remind folks that that just because American automakers aren't making these sort of compelling vehicles for the American market at the moment does not mean that there are not other compelling, affordable electric EVs somewhere around the world. And I'm, I'm sort of increasingly of the opinion that the survival of companies like Ford and General Motors hinges upon their ability to navigate the transition to electric vehicles. It, you know, they, there are so many reasons for why electric vehicles are superior to in, internal combustion engine vehicles. And so once someone gets those those costs down in a few different things, you're just, you know, people are going to to make the switch in mass. They, a lot of them, they just, they're impractical for a lot of reasons and, and they can't afford them. And if these American automakers like Ford, if they're not doing it, there seems to be a growing list of vehicle models from Chinese automakers that I believe would be incredibly popular if they were ever offered here in the United States. And, and another your comments, since this is an Aptera-focused podcast, just really highlights to me 
how big the opportunity that Aptera has. You know, rather than being discouraged by these headlines, all I see is how much demand exists for affordable, long-range electric vehicles that don't need to rely on the existing charging infrastructure in order to operate me meaningfully. It's just some, some food for thought. So with that out of the way, I want to jump into the first story of the week, which was a, a cool post that Aptera shared on their Twitter page. There's not a lot of details that were provided or if there are any results that came out of this, but Representative Mike Levin visited Aptera's headquarters, and it looks like he got a tour of the assembly facility from co-CEO Steve Fambro. The, the, the post went up on February, or excuse me, on, on Friday, February 23rd, and so possibly he visited sometime in the last week or maybe just on last Friday. Congressman Levin represents the northern coastal part of San Diego County, which includes Carlsbad, where the Aptera assembly facility is located, so it makes sense that he would visit. And while the representative isn't currently the on a, a member of any, uh, yeah, I couldn't find any energy or transportation related subcommittees that he's part of in Congress, prior to joining Congress, it appears that he worked on and was on the board of multiple clean tech companies. So there appears to be an overlap of interest here. And there's a few reasons why I wanted to, to speak about this visit. Firstly, Members of Congress are very intentional about the companies that they associate with for these sort of public visits. And the visit doesn't mean that he's endorsing Aptera or anything. It doesn't even mean anything about Aptera's eventual success. But Representative Levin probably wouldn't visit the company unless he believed that they were on the verge of accomplishing something big, which is the reason why he's 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 supporting a business, but he's He's supporting a business that is going to, you know, I don't mean to be too signal, cynical here, but he's going to support businesses that are going to make him look good by association. And the second related reason I want to mention this is that it's a sign to me of the successful efforts on the part of Aptera to gain the attention of higher profile individuals and companies. There are probably countless startups in San Diego County or in the area that would like for their representative to visit, to do a photo op, et cetera, et cetera. And Aptera would have needed to provide a compelling justification for why Representative Levin would have gone there as, as opposed to any of these other uh, businesses. And this may be important long-term in the event that the electric vehicle tax credits are amended to include three-wheeled vehicles. It's unlikely that such a significant change would happen for a company that is based in Representative Levin's district without him being aware of the company at all and, and perhaps somewhat supportive. You know, the, that's that's typically how this works. You have you have companies and, and individuals, they go to their representatives in Congress, and then those people are advocates on their behalf before the, the rest of Congress. And, and so you, you don't really get to skip that step and 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 just you know lobby on behalf of changes that you want to happen without having the the assigned representative getting involved in, in some reason. And the last reason why I want to talk about this is because of the background and the first image that was shared on Twitter. I'll include the link to the overall the some of the pic the pictures and, and Aptera's toast, or excuse me, Aptera's post in the show notes, but it looks like there are materials being stacked up on the shelves in the assembly facility, which is just another positive sign 
that the company is moving towards production. Overall, visits like this, they're to me that they're mostly just a good sign that Aptera's visibility is continuing to rise. You'll often see photo ops and handshake promotional events like this early on in a company's history when they're trying to get the word out. And so this is Aptera is no different. But hopefully Aptera is benefiting from this added publicity and we'll see the results of those benefits soon. The second story of the week comes courtesy of another visit to Aptera's assembly facility by a YouTube channel. This time it was the channel Aging Wheels. The, the first reason why I'm bringing this up is and why I became aware of it is because Aptera clearly liked it, liked this video a lot, and so much so that they they posted a link to the video on their Twitter page, which is not something that they do. You know, they're they've been very welcoming to different enthusiasts, interested parties doing um, different videos and, and coverage of the vehicle, but they're not, you know, they're they're not tweeting about them like, hey, check this out all all the time, except for noteworthy ones. And after watching the video, yeah, I can see why um, that Aptera liked it since the presenter does a fantastic job of explaining how efficient the Aptera is and why that enables a lot of the other benefits of the vehicle, including solar charging. And so starting at around the two minute and 50 second mark, this this is the, the, the real standout for me. The presenter explains why you shouldn't think of Aptera as a solar car and then walks through the efficiency of the vehicle in terms of that are just more relatable to other electric vehicles and other internal combustion engine vehicles. Starting with a, a breakdown of how much energy that's contained within one liter of gasoline, uh, the presenter shows how the inefficiency of an internal combustion engine vehicle would allow an F-150 pickup to travel 4.8 miles or 7.7 .7 kilometers and a Prius to go 15.6 miles or 25 kilometers by using just one liter of gasoline. But even though electric vehicles have more efficient powertrains and, and they're better, more efficient in their, their energy use, they're still, they're still pay or they pale in comparison when you talk about the efficiency of the Aptera. If you're looking at the Polestar th with the equivalent of one liter of, of gasoline, I, I think it's about, maybe it's like 7.6 kilo, it's, it's um, I can't remember what the kilowatt hour equivalent, but the equivalent energy density of one liter of gasoline would take a Polestar 25 miles or 40 kilometers and a Model 3, the, the long range rear wheel drive version would be able to go 44.5 miles or 71 kilometers. And so you have that, you have this, this, you know, this comparison here of you've got this one liter of gasoline, this is how far this vehicle goes. And you can see very quickly that the least efficient vehicle is this F-150, the most efficient vehicle in terms of that energy usage is the the model three but then the aptera with its 100 watt hours per mile efficiency should be able to go 89 miles or 145 kilometers with the same energy equivalent of one liter of gasoline and and it really shines here at the four minute and 22 second mark there's a cool graphic that aging wheels created that visualizes the different vehicles and the relative distances that they could go with this same one liter of gasoline. And I feel like it's something that Aptera could, could use themselves in their promotional materials, perhaps if they're feeling a little bit 
more combative towards these these other automakers because you can just you can just put on paper you know this vehicle is efficient how efficient is it this is how far you go with the same energy levels for for all of these these different vehicles you can see that the aptera one is basically off the charts you know the aptera is efficient enough that it can travel almost twice as far using the same amount of energy as one of the most efficient electric vehicles that are currently on the market, their rear-wheel drive Model 3. And what I, I also like about the video is that it, it calculates what those results will be if Aptera doesn't achieve their stated goals and targets and what they've talked about. In fact, if they only hit 75% of what they've been messaging over the last few years, Aptera would still be going much further than all of these vehicles. It would be able to go 62 miles or 99 kilometers on the equivalent of one liter of gasoline or the equivalent energy of one liter of gasoline. And this just feels like the perfect rebuke to everyone whose who's reaction to the Aptera is they look at this vehicle, you know, after they get past the fact that they don't think that anyone will, will want it, but they'll say something, yeah, I've lost track of the number of times that I've, I've read or heard someone say something to the effect of, they're probably not going to hit that target or that they're definitely not going to hit that target because as the aging wheels channel shows, even if they don't hit that target, even if they only get 70% of the way that they're, they're talking about it, we're still talking about the, by far the most efficient vehicle ever with the, the best uh, energy usage and, and likely range performance here. On the flip side, if Aptera does hit these targets or, or even it's possible that they will exceed them, considering that they have improved the aerodynamics of the Aptera for the Gamma and production intent models, and they've continued to customize different components of the vehicle, the suspension, the, the hub motors have continued to be tweaked over time. You know, it, it's so, you know, the, the hope is that they will keep to those targets, but, you know, they've made changes that may allow them to exceed them. And, and Aptera may end up setting records that are just never going to be beaten. And, other than the great breakdown of the efficiency from this video, there are a few other highlights that I wanted to talk through. The first was another confirmation of the benefits from the aerodynamic shape in, in this vehicle. When the presenter explains around the five minute and 50 second mark that there was very little wind noise. And it, he, he didn't even realize this until after a while. And this was true even with the, the windows down, which, which illustrates the value of that split window design still maintaining the overall uh, aerodynamics. Since in this Gamma prototype that he was driving around, there was absolutely no sound deadening, um, I don't know, materials or whatever that, that was used in that. It's, it's possible that if, if maybe Vaptera adds, I don't know what they would do if, they, if, if you put foam in the vehicle, but if they do add something that is going to, to deaden the sound, the external sound, Riding around an Aptera might be like riding around in your own personal library, which would be extra cool if you go with that, that there's like that that fancy sound system feature. I think I opted for that, but I, I can't remember. I need to check out my, my reservation. Additionally, I'm not sure if this has been mentioned before, but the Gamma prototype is apparently only operating at half of the power of the production, of the final production intent builds. And that means that you, you see this in this video multiple times. Everyone who's done a test drive has commented on the acceleration and, and how fun it is. And I'm curious what the final versions will be like if, if this Gamma prototype is only operating at, at half of the power. 
Moving on in the video, around the eight minute and five second mark in the video, the, the presenter states that while the body of the vehicle is forged composite, the exterior panels are made out of fiberglass. And based on my understanding, I'm not sure if that's entirely accurate for all of the exterior of the vehicle. For, for example, you know, the, the rear hatch and the doors, they form the exterior of the vehicle. And those are those are definitely made from the same SM, uh, carbon fiber SMC material that the, the core structural components are. I think in the, the video to CPC, they showed the making of those doors. And so they're not, Aptera is not adding fiberglass to the the doors of the vehicle, they're wrapping them, but the doors are are the doors, and, and the hatch is is the same way. You know, the, you you add solar panels to those, and then now there's like that glass component that yeah, we know that the hood of and maybe the roof and the rear hatch there's there's um, the solar cells are being nested within glass, but so all of those parts aren't fiberglass, and so what I suspect that he's referring to, and maybe what he was told by Aptera any sort of putting together in, in the video is that some of the body panels around the exterior of the vehicle, which would include the, the belly pan of the vehicle, the, the covers of the rear wheel, the nose of the vehicle, and perhaps the front wheel covers, those may be made out of fiberglass, which is not something that I had heard before now. And so that that's something to monitor going forward. And the last point that I wanted to speak about is something that the presenter discussed starting around the 13 minute and 30 second mark about the impact of other energy using loads on the vehicle, like the, the HVAC system is the quintessential example. And while I think that, you know, there's there's a few things in the section that I think are might not be be accurate. Broadly, this is something that I've been thinking about for a while. And so in, in terms of things that, that I'm not sure are, are quite right, he speculates that without a more efficient HVAC system, specifically because the, the Aptera is not going to be shipping with a heat pump, that the Aptera is going to be, you know, the, that HVAC system is going to be a very heavy power draw, relatively speaking, in the cold winter months. And that may result in some, some, some dramatic headlines, some clickbaity headlines about range reduction in the Aptera in, in winter and he suggests that you know just you, know, you can you can pretty much ignore that that's just how this is going to go um and i would just you know push back on that i think that even though aptera is is not going to be using a heat pump chris anthony spoke about how the the composite well one that they're, they're using it as efficient system as as they can so it's not a heat pump but that doesn't mean it's inefficient and because the composite body operates more like a thermos than the metal bodied vehicles, they don't necessarily have these same demands on an HVAC system. And, and so this is this is part of the reason why they're they didn't want to do a heat pump. You know, there is additionally there is the development time that would have prolonged the development of the vehicle. But when they were looking at the sort of marginal gains that they would have gotten, it's not like it doesn't sound like they were looking at like, oh, you know, this is going to be a huge massive dis uh, at this point. It didn't seem like the juice was worth worth the squeeze at this stage. You know, maybe it's still probably something that they're looking at long term, but just right now, you know, there's not doesn't sound like there's that big of a difference. In part because of this composite body and the way that it doesn't doesn't conduct heat, which means that the Aptera HVAC system 
need to work as hard to keep the vehicle either cool or warm, which will reduce the overall power drop that it's going to have. It, but from the bigger picture, I, I think he's he's right on the money about the range reduction from the use of different vehicle systems. The way I think about it is this is that this is basically the other side of the coin of the vehicle being so efficient that such a um, that it can use a smaller battery and where solar charging is useful. If it's true that the trickle charge from the solar adds a meaningful amount of range because it uses so little energy, so it requires so little, it doesn't require the biggest energy or battery pack, then it would make sense that modest supplemental drains on that energy would also have meaningful reductions in, in the range. You know, put differently, you know, another way, one kilowatt hour and, you know, when you add one kilowatt hour to an Aptera, that's, a, that's a, I guess, a, for a, a 40 kilowatt hour pack, that's what, um, that's 10 miles of range. Um, and, and so it doesn't take that long to, to charge up um, one kilowatt hour. At the same time, you know, if you've got the heat on blast in the winter, it may not take that long to use one kilowatt hour. And so you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to lose 10 miles of range just from one kilowatt hour of, of, of draw. And this, this to me is, is I think the reason why Aptera tried to make as many of the vehicle systems as efficient as possible. Like, you know, they talk about, I think the headlights are supposed to be the most efficient one. It's because they know that that even modest increases in energy consumption by the vehicle are going to have a bigger impact on on overall range than you would see in other vehicles. As a result, um, in the end, I don't think it's going to be as bad as the aging wheels presenters predicting with a fifty percent range reduction. But you know the same principles that allow a standard outlet to to add meaningful range you know it's a standard 110 volt outlet to add meaning, meaningful range you know that can work in reverse where just just modest power draws have a, a pretty big impact on on the range and then you know that'll be something that aptera owners will will have to to get used to i, I think that the solar charging should mitigate against that significantly as long as long as you can park it you know during the day as long as you can park it outside in the sunlight You'll you'll basically negate that, but you know if if you're not if you're not in the sun, if it's at night and it's cold, I think those will be the instances where where things won't be that great. And so I, I was I wanted to talk about that because it's it's been kicking around in my head for a while about you know you know just this thought of like you know it's got such a small battery that it just it wouldn't take that much for there to be pretty big reductions in, in terms of, of miles that, that you could travel, which you can replenish uh, very quickly. Um, in, in any case, um, I, I'll include the link to that, uh, that video in the show notes, and I highly recommend you check it out. And that concludes episode 150 of the AppDVs podcast. I hope you found this episode interesting. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend so that we can continue to grow the app terror movement. 
I also include my referral link in the show notes, which you can use for $30 off your $100 refundable deposit for an Aptera. The AppDVs podcast is available on all major podcasting platforms. If you have any questions or feedback, including corrections, please send those to appdvspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to OS50 for the song Movies. And in the words of Jeff Kanata, think about what you put out into the world. Make it a better place. 